Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, greetings and praise the Lord. It's good to be back on again. We were off one week. Uh, we didn't uh, actually record last week, but... Um, we are on again this week, so we're back again, and we give God glory. Amen. And also for those that possibly will be tuning in, or those that listen to the uh, broadcast, um, they pull up the episodes. I'm so glad that you do. I, it would be great for you to also let us know that you have done that. You know, you could do that by writing to us at uh, um, Revolution of Life Ministries and um, we get our mail from a post office. So it's post office box 7272, Covington, Washington, 98042. And I'll say it again, Revolution of Life, Revolution of Life Ministries, um, post office box 7272, Covington, Washington, 98042. And just all your comments are definitely appreciated. You know, so you can come and you can call and let us know what really is going on. And amen. What you really, God bless you. Now, we've been talking the past couple of weeks concerning, um, we're still dealing with the, with the episode, dealing with the episode of, of how to be happy and uh, embrace enjoying life embracing happiness and um you know and we've been talking basically in the area of of uh how to be a peacemaker um matthew 5 uh matthew 5 and verse 9 it says blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of god they'll be called the children of god we talked about being a peacemaker this is what we're we're dealing with also this week a peacemaker carries the spirit of peace hebrews the 12th chapter and the 14th verse it says follow peace with all men follow peace with all men without holiness no man shall see the lord and the peace of god that passes that's that's found in philippians 4 will guard your heart and your mind amen and it guards your heart and mind we talked about uh, about four things, four things about being a peacemaker and what a peacemaker is. Number one is one that controls your words. Okay, a peacemaker knows how to be wise in what to say and what not to say. Wise, knowing what to say and what not to say. Knowing how to de-escalate a conflict instead of making a conflict worse. There's a lot of times those are things that happen. A conflict comes in and we make that conflict worse because of the fact that because of the fact that um, hey, the words that we use, we don't really think about what we're saying. You know, we we don't think about what we're saying and 
<laughs> it makes that thing, it makes that whole situation just a little bit more um, heated. And then uh, number two, it says, watch your attitude. And I'm going to talk about, we're going to deal with that tonight. We're going to deal with a little bit about watch your attitude, knowing what your what an attitude is. That's one of the things I want to want to talk with. We deal with folks all the time that have that has that really have attitudes, and it shows in several areas. And we're gonna we'll we'll talk about that tonight. Um, watch your attitude. A peacemaker will watch the way that they are. They will be they will be concerned with the way that they are. Someone says, "Are you saying get out of your character?" No. Don't get out of your character. You don't have to get out of your character, but you can watch your attitude. You know, you don't have to go to the level of conflict that that you're that you're a part of, or that you've walked into. You don't have to go to that level. I mean, um, I, I I still don't understand why that when there are those that are really trying to get something across, they they number one either curse because basically cursing is a, I uh, heard this a long time ago, cursing is a feeble mind trying to express itself forcefully. A feeble mind trying to express itself forcefully. So in other words, it's basically a weak mind that says, I can't think of another way to say what I'm trying to get across to you. I'm upset with you, so I'm going to curse you out. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. I'm going to curse you out. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it becomes effective because that's the way of life nowadays. Seem like that's the way of life. I, Angel and I have not, we have not uh, bent to that, but we haven't bent to that. But we see others that have actually gone into that area. And they, they actually, when they get upset, that's the first thing that happens is they come, they start, they don't bring, they don't, in other words, they don't put their words into captivity. The Bible talks about that. Um, that's controlling your words. That's going back to controlling your words. But bringing, bringing your words and your thoughts into captivity. They're going to come. That's one thing I, that, that, that I, that I realize. Um, different ones say, well, when I get saved, I still... I still have those words coming in my mind. I'm still, I'm still talking the way that I was talking. What's the problem? I thought he came in and changed all that. No, that's something that you are going to have to lay aside. Wow, isn't that something? That's something you have got to lay aside. He's not going to change that for you. You change that for you. You change your words to to the point to where it's not, it's not proper to say what I'm going to say. I don't need to say that. You know, th th those things are something that you can change within yourself. And, and and that's talking about, they're going back to talking about controlling your, controlling your words. In a heated situation, in a heated problem, a lot of times we want to come in contact or we want to do exactly what we're seeing the other person we we take on that person's anger you know take on that person's anger and it's easy to do to take on that person's anger especially if all of a sudden they turn around and say what are you doing in the midst of this 
You don't have anything to do with this. You know, and a lot of times, I, I like what he said, we, our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That means when we walk in there, a lot of times we don't have to say anything. We don't have to say nothing at all. All we, just your presence. If you have a peaceful presence in the midst of a conflict, in the midst of an area where there's conflict, and you allow the presence of the Lord to work out of you, come on somebody, you allow the presence of the Lord to work out of you. Your words, you really won't have to, they, they can also be very few. You won't have to say a lot of words because you're simply just walking in and you're simply just in the situation, in the area, you know, peaceful conversation, you have a, a peaceful attitude, okay? Uh, we talked about attitude. Okay, we're going to go into the, the third thing. The third thing, watch, watch your attitude. Know who you are dealing with, okay? We're living in a day when there are many people that are dealing with other than themselves. They're dealing now. I see it every day on my job. They're dealing with issues. Come on, somebody. What do you mean by issues? They're dealing with issues, sometimes past issues, sometimes things that, that they want to get rid of and they never have been able to get rid of it. So what are they doing? So they're taking a lot of that stuff out on anybody that comes around. They're ticked off with the world. They're ticked off with whoever is going to confront them. They're ticked off with, um, they're ticked off with just what's happening around them. So you need to, we need to know who we're dealing with before you step into a situation. I'll go a step further than this. I would not even say or give an opinion until I know I know all sides because you can get in there and say something and mess things up because you don't know both sides. You can get in there and say, oh, this is the way that it's supposed to be. And you look at the person and that other person now is wounded. Why? Because you said something that was contrary to what they were looking for. Contrary, the answer. I was talking to somebody today a lot of times. We say, the Bible says, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purposes. Some things we, we look at and we say, I don't know how this can be for my good. I really don't understand how this can be, you know, how this is going to better me. And we never really have the answer to that until after we've gone through the situation. And then we go, oh, wow, now I can see why the Lord had me go through this. Now I can see why that I'm having to do this. He's not going to, he doesn't have to give you the answer. That's God. That's what makes him God. He doesn't have to give you the answer right now. He doesn't have to do that, but he's going to do that in, in, you know, in future times. Amen. So here we go. The third one was know who you're dealing with. We're going to talk, we'll talk about that possibly next week. And then the fourth one, is know who you are. That's one of the things that very is very important. Are you a child of God? If you're a child of God, then know who you are. You're going to walk the way that he desires you to walk. 
So who's our greatest example to follow? Of course, our greatest example to follow is Christ. That's our greatest example to follow. If you follow the way that he did, you do some of the same things that he had. Walk in the way that he did. In the authority, he was not weak. He was meek. Okay, there is a difference. He was not weak. He was meek. Okay, that's one of the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is meekness. It's not weakness. In other words, he walked. There's those that when they walk in authority, they know who they are. And they walk in that authority. No matter what anybody else has to say about it, they have the authority. And they walk in that. You know, a lot of times we're giants, but we're living in such an area and we're doing the, we're walking not in the place that God desires for us to walk in. We're kings and priests. Come on, we're kings and priests. And the Bible talks about that, about being, know who you are. We're going to be dealing with that. Know who you are. A peacemaker has got to know who they are. They got to know that I'm in a position of authority and I walk in peace. No matter where I go, I walk in peace. On my work job, I walk in peace. When I walk in school, I walk in peace. When I'm at home, I walk in peace. I'm, I'm just peaceful in the area that I'm walking. I've got to be peaceful. Why? Because that's just the way that my father is. My father is peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. A prince is the son of a king. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that something? A prince is the son of a king. So if Jesus is the prince of peace, what is God? Isn't that something? If Jesus is the Prince of Peace, then what is God? He is peace. He is peace. All right? So let's go know who you are. Who are you? Who are you? That's the fourth one. And we'll be dealing with that in the weeks coming up. I want to go back to the point where it says, watch your attitude. That's the second one. We talked about controlling your words. Now we've got to control our attitude. Webster's Dictionary talks about our attitude as, as being the attitude is, number one, the position of your body. The position of body. It's also a particular feeling or a way of thinking. Number three, it says it's a position of something in relation to something else. And when I check today, I ask about about attitude, meaning of attitude, it says behavior. I would also say demeanor. Demeanor, which is basically talking again about the position. You know different ones that say certain things. Sometimes there are those that don't have to really say nothing at all. You can tell the demeanor of a person. You know, you can look at that person, man, that person really has attitude. What are you saying when you're saying that person really has attitude? It could either be a good thing or it could either be a bad thing, okay? It could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. 
That person has attitude. What are they saying? That person's basically number one. When they're saying that person has attitude, they're saying that person knows who they are. They know who they are. And it shows through their demeanor. It shows through the position, the figure that they have. It shows that. You could tell somebody that that knows what they're talking about. They know what they're talking about because of the way that their actions are. Isn't that a trip? Well, they don't even have to say anything. You could tell a person they happen to be in an area that of, of leading, and you can tell which one is the leader. Well, you could tell automatically because that person's demeanor is a little bit different. That person's demeanor is so different and it stands out so much. Stands out so much. You know, a person that's in authority, a person that is a person that's not only in authority, but a person that that is is um, that knows their rights. You could stand with your rights with authority. You could stand with your rights with with an attitude or a position. Uh, a lot of times, different ones, they see that first before you even open your mouth. So when you're coming in being a peacemaker and your attitude is set, nothing else can happen but peace. Nothing else can happen but peace. So you look at it and you go, my God, uh, peace. What do you say, my peace, I leave with you? Jesus, Jesus knew exactly how to do things. He understood from the Father what to do. Peace, uh, attitude also is behavior. He knew exactly how to behave around, around others. Wow, that's a message right there. He wasn't flippity. You know, he didn't totally get upset. You know, so I said, I know when he got upset. Well, even then, he had himself together. Didn't break any dishes. But he simply just did what he did. What did he do in Luke? We look at Luke. We look at, no, was it Luke? Yeah. Luke. Watch your attitude. No, it was John. John 8 at the story. The story of the of the lady, look at the way that Jesus just handled that. He handled it with such attitude, with such authority. And that authority, the authority was basically given to him by the Father, but when they they gave him authority, when they asked him the question, what are we supposed to do here? What do you say? Even though they were trying to trip him up and he recognized that. There's two or three times throughout the Bible, that they tried to trick him up. They tried to make him stumble. They tried to make him say something that's not the truth. Or they tried to make him say something that, and then go against what they're originally thinking. But Jesus simply really did not really apply, reply to them. So they asked him a question. He simply didn't totally reply to them until toward the end. 
And he goes, he that is without sin, cast the first stone. And he went back to the ground and started drawing. David was saying, what is he, what is he, what is he saying? Okay, what is he saying? You know, so, you know, it's the words, it's the position. I mean, he could have walked out there with his hands on his hip. His hands on his hip and looking at him straight forward and letting them know, I've got authority here. He could have simply done that. He could have simply said, yes, I got authority here. You should know that, that I've got authority. Do you know who I am? If you don't know who I am, I'll let you know. He didn't have to do none of that. He didn't do a, none, none of that. He simply bent down to the floor, went down to the floor, and he replied. What do you say? He that is without sin, and there he was right there, without sin. But he said, he that is without sin cast the first stone. His attitude had it together. His attitude was so together to the point to where they looked around and they looked around and they didn't, they, 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 nothing else they could do except for walk away. He walked in peace. He walked in peace. He didn't he didn't walk in in the in the attitude of he didn't walk in the attitude of okay yeah you guys are right this is the way to do it and there's many times that he came into an area of conflict and without coming into an area he came into an area of conflict and each time there was a peaceful outcome in fact they tried several times to get him and he simply said, uh, I don't, I don't have to go and bend to what you are trying to get me to do. I'm not doing it. And sometimes that's just what we got to do. We got to simply say, I'm not going it. I'm not bending to what you're saying. I'm not going to. My attitude is going to show that. Your attitude must show that. A peacemaker's attitude always finds peace instead of conflict, always finds a peaceful way to de-escalate the situation. They're always looking for a peaceful way. They're always finding a wise way, okay? That's the attitude of a peacemaker. A peacemaker, it will not join in with all the riffraff, or the, if you want to call it riffraff, all the other stuff that's going on. That's why when they said, follow peace with all men. In Hebrews, let, let, let's look there real quick. We can look there real quick. According to the word, I love this. There again, we're talking about an attitude. The attitude of a person. The attitude of a peacemaker. The attitude of a peacemaker. Um, in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, he's talking here. Paul's talking here. 
the twelfth chapter and and around the four and around the fourteenth verse. It says, "Follow peace with all men, and holiness." Wow, I just noticed something. When I'm looking at this, it says, "Follow peace with all men, comma, and holiness, comma." A lot of times we put those words together. Follow peace with with all men and holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. So finding peace with everyone and completeness and completeness without these two things, without following peace and without walking and living, being complete, being holy. Holiness is simply, when you look at holiness, it's not a, it's, it's not a religion. Holiness is not a religion. Different ones, we say that I'm of the holiness church. And, you know, we roll over the floor and we do all of these things. It's not a religion. It's not a, it's not that, but it's a way of life. What do you mean by a way of life? Holiness is simply a way of life. It's, it's, it's an attitude. It's a way that you carry yourself. It's a way that you carry yourself. You mean no, you don't do all of that other. No, no, it has nothing to do with all that. It's what it's talking about here when he says, and holiness, holiness is uprightness. Holiness is being complete, being complete in the way that you, in the way that you walk, Com being complete in the way that you talk, being complete in the way that you live. Come on, those two things. It says, without which no man shall see the Lord. You're not going to be able to even see him because he's perfect anyway. Come on, somebody. He's perfect. He is totally perfect. And he only looks at perfection. God only deals with perfection. That's why when we come to him, it's so awesome. When we come to him, we come to him. He doesn't really see us, but he sees the blood. He sees the sacrifice that Jesus did for us. And that's good news. He sees the sacrifice that, that Jesus did and how Jesus went through it all. I count myself a lot of times just saying, Lord, wow, that is so awesome how you paid the price for us. You paid the price for us. You said this is the way that we're going to do this, and you paid the price for us. It's so neat that he could do that. Do that, my brothers and my sisters. He made the way for you. Okay? So he's asking us what? Watch our attitude. Sometimes sometimes said you, you think, man, there again, we're dealing with an attitude. Attitude is a position. It's our particular feeling or the way of thinking. Our way of thinking. And a lot of times it'll show all in our body language. Sometimes it's better that I don't even come around in certain places because my body language talks out. It'll let me know, basically, it'll let the person know. That body language speaks before you even open your mouth to say anything. Oh, you really don't want to do that. The truth of the matter is, yeah, I really don't want to do it. And it shows. Or it shows you've got that type of an attitude 
where, yeah, I'm willing to do almost anything. I'll do it for you. It shows your actions. Attitude has everything to do with your actions. Okay? It has everything to do with your actions. It has a lot to do. Attitude has a lot to do with your actions. What actions? In other words, the way that you carry yourself. The way that you carry yourself. You know, it really does. You can have an attitude. Okay? Follow peace with all man and holiness. Without no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness spring up. Trouble it, trouble you. Lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Wow. All right, so attitude we're dealing with. We're talking about that. Attitude, okay? Watch your attitude. You want to be a peacemaker? Watch your attitude. Not only with yourself, but with those that are around you. Those that are around you. Watch your attitude. You're not quick to deal with mess. A peacemaker does everything they can to stay away from conflict. It's true. It's true. They do everything they can to not come in contact with conflict. They try to stay away. Come on, that's the way Jesus was. He stayed away from conflict. He tried his best to stay away from conflict. Anything that would try to do anything. In fact, there's those that he said some stuff one time in the scripture. And as he was, when he was talking, um, of course, he they asked him who he was. And he called himself, he called himself who he was. He knew who he was. So he said who he was. Well, that was something they didn't like. Because you, how dare you call yourself a son of God? Ain't no way you call yourself a son of God. And things started getting heated. So what did he do? The Bible said he made a way out. He simply walked out of the crowd. And they were trying to stone him. For many times I've tried to figure out how could they have not seen him walk away? How could they have not? He was just talking there. And they were picking up stones. How did he get away? Did he totally just disappear? But he was flesh and blood like us. So how did he, he started recognizing that the conflict was going up and you know, you can get so heated in a situation. Sometimes there are those that can get so heated in mess and they don't recognize anything that's going on around them, including the one that started it. That person slips out. Jesus totally just slipped out of it. It's time was not yet anyway. To be stoned, that was not a prophecy. He was not going to be stoned. So he knew who he was, and he knew automatically, hey, I can get out of this situation. Now, he could have stayed and tried to carry on a, an argument with them. But there again, that scripture right there, right? He didn't stay there. He didn't stay and carry on an argument, try to prove who he really is. 
When you know who you are, you don't have to stay and prove who you are. I've slipped down to the last one where it says, I know who you are. And I don't want to talk about that right yet. Don't want to really deal with that right yet. But Jesus knew, Jesus knew who he was. And the attitude that he had, attitude that he had was a peaceful attitude. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I said what I'm going to do. I said my words wisely. They wanted to know about him. And he told them who he was. And he simply slipped away, slipped away from the crowd, got away from the crowd, even though they were upset. And they're picking up stones, trying to get ready to stone him. He didn't stay in that situation. He simply walked out. Isn't that something? That is something. And we can be the same. Really, if Jesus was that way, we can do that. Different ones are going to ask you questions. And you just give them a simple answer. You give them a simple answer. And if they don't like it, that's not your problem. That's not your issue. You don't have to prove who you are. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian. No, you're not. Now, why am I going to sit there and argue with them? Because now my attitude changes. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow, this is so rich. Now my attitude changes. I'm at their level now. You know? Who are you to tell me I'm not a Christian? Who do you who do you think you are? You think you're one? You know, it was in, and, and it goes on and on and on. Debating. Debating. Jesus really never really debated. That is so neat. His attitude just knew who he was and he walked according, accordingly. Amen. He walked accordingly. Praise God. We'll deal a little bit more with this uh, possibly next week. We're going to get into the other area. I really want to get into also the other area. We'll probably be bringing all while we're talking, all these four things are going to come up at times, just like they did today. We talked about Remember the four things, controlling your words. Number two, watch your attitude. That's what we talked about tonight. Watch your demeanor. You want to be a peacemaker? Being a peacemaker is watching your demeanor, watching the way that you carry yourself. You carry yourself with such cl class? Do you carry yourself like you're, like you're a king, like you're the son or the daughter of a king? Or are you just carrying yourself all ghetto? Wow. Wow, that's interesting. You know, you're not you're not ghetto fabulous. You're a child of the king. At least that's what he calls you. And at least that's what you really should walk in. Amen. Every one of us should walk that way. Have your head up. You know what you're going through? Oh, I know what I'm going through, but I know who I am. And I trust in God. Come on. I trust God. I trust God. Amen. 
Father, I give you glory today. I thank you, Lord, for this, these tidbits of words that came on even tonight. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would allow these words to rest in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name. And Lord, not only will be hearers of these words, but will act upon them. In Jesus, will walk upon them. Will walk them. Will live them. Instead of running to conflict. I think that's one of the things, Lord, that you hate. Feet that are swift to run to mischief. Feet that are swift to run to mess. Oh, God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Try to tune in next week. Amen. And we'll try to, we'll do, we'll go over some of this and possibly move over, move on into the next one. And I pray that the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All this week, be blessed. We're coming into the Christmas season, coming into the day that Jesus, that they say that Jesus was born. Whether he was born or not, he was here. <laughs> he came. So that's exciting. But this is these are times that are set aside for specifically that. God bless you is our prayer. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.